listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. Here's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Rolston and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast and today I have Leah Koss and I'm so excited. Um, Leah is a, a new friend and just she's already blown my mind and I know that she's going to do the same for you guys. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, actually first let me just say hello Leah. Hi. <laughs> uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about her and uh, why she is a great one to be listening to today. So Leah started working at 1-800-GOT-JUNK and 1-800-GOT-JUNK corporate and it was straight out of college and it's completely revolutionized her expectations and her passion when it comes to business and how it can be done. So business and gaming became two pieces that work to maximize the enjoyment and the profits. Oh, enjoyment and profit mixed together. We need to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the foundation of the culture of the junction, in quotes. Uh, (laughs) Models in assorted industries. Leah specializes in helping franchise business models build platforms and systems through gaming fun and excitement. That's what gaming is. Uh, To allow their brand to grow fast and last a lifetime. Amazing. Um, now today we're not going to get right into gamification in the podcast. We're going to be doing that in the global club. So make sure that you uh, jump over there where, where Leah's going to share all about it. But Leah, like, tell us about you personally. I know this is like the, the business bio sort of thing, but tell, tell us about you personally. <laughs> it's a very broad stroke question. Um, I could go on all different directions, I guess. Uh, for me, I love business and I have from a very young age. It's going to sound ridiculous, but Murphy Brown was my role model <laughs> growing up. I always wanted a lot of shoulder pads, big hair and take the world. So I um, love business and it's always been a part of my life. And I was very fortunate, as um, you had already noted, I worked with 1-800-GOT-JUNK getting straight out of school and it actually ruined me because my expectations. <laughs> company should run I was like oh this is my first one this is how all of them are run and it's not the case (laughs) so it got me very passionate to understand why it was different and then just love talking about that and building that improving on that for others yeah and so where would uh where would someone find you then like in your free time well, um, I now am finally very consistent going to the gym. I love that kind of stuff. Escape rooms because it's a game and it's like life or death peril situations, or at least they mock it up to be. So I love escape rooms, anything that's board gaming, comic book stores. I've got a lot of comics behind me here. Um, I'm a comic book nerd. So, <laughs> What's your favorite comic? Oh, uh that's a very difficult question. Watchmen has completely changed how I think, but Sandman has got some of the best character descriptions ever uh, in them. So I just love the character development in those. Now, I, I wasn't going to ask you as much about the comics, but I've never really, never really, I've never been in, into comics. I maybe looked at my brothers when I was younger. Uh, right. How did that start for you? Because typically that's not a, a girl thing. It, Actually, that's not true. Um, but I mean, like in, in 
all of my friendships. I've never yeah. heard of that. And uh, an adult woman. So please dispel, totally. dispel the myth here. So uh, definitely my generation is actually an oddity because um, back in the day, comic books were for nerds. And nowadays, kids with all the Marvel movies, if you don't love comic books, then you're the nerd <laughs> for not loving them. Hey. Comic, <laughs> you know, genre. Um, but women, what's interesting is nowadays when you go into a comic book store, they're almost all women that work there. And women are, uh, it's basically a 50-50 divide now in comic books. In, in that community. So kind of cool. Cosplay definitely contributed to that. Um, but also just comic books are so much more than just superheroes. So my boyfriend back when I was 20 or so, um, he's now a doctor of English, which is interesting in and of itself. And he actually is so obsessed with comic books. He has courses that he runs on comic books in uh, different colleges and universities. So uh, he was obviously very passionate. He gave me The Watchmen. I read it mind-blowing if you saw the movie the watchman it probably was nothing like what you were expecting so you probably hated it but if you read the book you can gain an understanding and what's crazy is watchman is more relevant today than anything else with trump and everything else going on in the world but um yeah they're they're more than just superheroes so that's all that we tend to see but if you actually look at comic books or what would be considered graphic novels uh there's no superheroes in them it's either um it's a lot of what if scenarios so you know it could be um there's one called 100 bullets behind me and the premise is what if someone showed up on your doorstep and your life had been destroyed or you lost a loved one and they showed up with a briefcase with a gun and 100 bullets and the picture of the person who ruined your life what would you do and the bullets are not trackable you could shoot them in the middle of times square and so it, it makes your mind think in ways that are a little bizarre yeah them out in a way that is the best of both worlds. Movies have a limited time frame of an hour and a half to keep you cap captivated, but they can show you everything they mean. Books, though, they can go into more detail and go on forever. Graphic novels are the best of both worlds. You get the visual, plus the fact that a series can go on forever. So that's my quick plug for comic books. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm actually pushed now to, maybe I'll need to borrow one. And, and yeah. Does a comic book owner, because my, my brother, he kept them in the plastic sleeves. And so those ones look a lot bigger and you're calling them novels. And so um, it, do you lend them out or is it like, no, it's my fresh <laughs> copy? So, <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to the bound books, um, the graphic novels that are behind me, um, those are what are called trades. And trades are basically a compilation of all the really skinny comic books that you would have put in the plastic all bound together. Um, whether they end up being worth something in the future, who knows? But I read them for pleasure, so they won't because they'll be destroyed. And I do lend them out on occasion to those of us that will bring them back and take good care of them. But my father, when he was a kid, had Daredevils and, you know, X-Men. And when he gave them to me, I went immediately to the comic book store. And those I put with boards and bags and them and stuff because those ones would be more likely to be worth something um there's a whole lot of controversy in in terms of the comic book industry and what's worth something and what's not because it's highly subjective and hard to track but um definitely you know like anything your beanie babies you know if you want them because you love them play with them if you want them as an investment well then put them in a box and cross your fingers and hope they're going to be worth something yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I'm, uh, if you'll lend it to me, I would love to read the, the Watchmen then. Sure. Yeah, and then uh, I, I'll probably end up writing about that in a blog or something. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so for me, this year is about um, doing things for the sake of enjoyment. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, a lot of times my default is work because I love what I do so much that I just, I'm happy to do it all the time. But I know that the enjoyment side, it's almost like I have to work on the enjoyment side. Uh, and so bringing new things in and fun things and enjoyment on purpose is kind of what this year is about for me. And so I can see that comics or graphic novels being, being part of that. So on the same kind of track, what is your, what is your thing for this year? I know you're very driven, very on top of your personal development. And so for you, what's your thing this year that you're working on or working towards? Well, um, you know, each year I tend to set a theme. Uh, so, you know, there was one year where I had break up and I thought, geez, I need to surround myself with new people. And so my theme of that year was socializing. I want to host parties more. I want to have people around. I want to be able to walk around the neighborhood and be able to say hello to people. Um, and so I'll set those types of themes. I think for this year, um, definitely based on the, the trip you and I took to San Diego, is realizing that the thing I thought I was working towards doesn't have to be worked towards and I need to just actually jump in and do what I love to do, which is speaking. And so I, I've always thought, oh, that's the thing that you do like 10 years from now, but every year that goes by, it's still a 10 year goal. <laughs> Eventually it's gotta happen and I've realized that, that needs to be what, what I make happen now, so. So what is the dream around speaking? Uh, the dream around speaking is uh, I love contributing my point of view because it seems to throw people off a little bit. It's a little bit different and obscure how I approach things. And uh, although it's, it's bad, there's multiple topics that I want to talk about from vacation to franchising, which is where I love things, to comic books, um, and overall entrepreneurship and actually uh, my boyfriend and I are going to be licensing a entrepreneurial program for children. And so just everything is kind of connected yet still somewhat niche in themselves. So did you, I don't know if I missed it. Did you actually have a word for this year? What your theme? Uh, it's never a word. It's more of just like a, what I want to focus on. So, um, actually having this year, a speaking career launched, um, and okay. Yeah, what my it's a theme of this year. Become yeah. a professional speaker. For sure, yeah. But I, as as um, you've already started to get a glimpse of, every New Year's I actually don't go out for New Year's. I spend New Year's on my own every year, and I do a lot of reflecting from the people that are around me to um, the goals and gratitude that I have for the previous year. Uh, actually, taking time to acknowledge accomplishments and then setting forward my goals for the following. So. But then uh, with my board, I actually have smaller things like, you know, last year was doing Rubik's Cubes, learning how to juggle, things of that nature. Yeah. And so when you refer to the board, I know what you mean. Yes. Um, and we're not going to go into it fully right now on the podcast. Um, we're saving that for the kind of more of a training, the insider scoop in the Global Club. But just give us, uh, you know, a, a bit of an explanation because 
for those of you that are actually viewing this, you can see the board in the background. And I just would love for you to just share a little bit about like, what is the board? Sure. So the board came about, um, I'm an only child. I'm used to playing games by myself. And so I've always loved games. And then 1-800-GOT-JUNK also introduced me to how games can integrate into business and help you be more successful. And I found my point um, that I wasn't very happy. So it's interesting you mentioned that you wanted to try new things like perhaps reading comic books. The problem is, is I've loved since I was 20 reading comic books, but there is like 10 years where I never hardly read them. And it's because if I picked one up, I felt guilty that I should have been more productive. And so um, that's obviously not a healthy way to live. And it just means you're stressed out constantly because you always go, I shouldn't spend money on this because I should spend it on my business. I shouldn't do these extracurriculars because I should be spending that time on my business. And so the board really evolved out of me going, for the amount of time you spend staring at the wall, <laughs> just procrastinating on doing said business work, um, you could have learned how to do the Rubik's Cube. You could have read a comic book. You could have watched a TV show guilt-free and then got up. Um, and so it was about me realizing that really successful people I look up to have the same 24 hours in the day. They're spending it a lot more fulfillingly. And uh, I thought if I could create a game of my life, then I would not only be motivated more to want to win uh, in way of business activities, but also get to enjoy more of the minutes and seconds of my day doing things that actually really fuel my soul and, and make me happy and excited. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. And actually it was so, um, if I can share the kind of behind the scenes. So you mentioned we did go on a trip together to learn from a master at, at creating a business out of coaching. And this was just when we were newly getting to know each other. And there you were. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we met once and not even hung out once. You were at an event I hosted, uh, invited by one of my panelists. And, uh, and there we are in the room, you're sitting in the bed and you're doing your Rubik's cube. Um, and it was just so interesting. And it's funny, you know, you were like, Oh, well I do a theme and I have a word. This is the language I don't meet as often. Mm -hmm. And so I have a theme and a word and I have my own ways of kind of doing things. So what you're seeing uh, about having a board and bring all these like juggling and Rubik's cubes and everything in, it totally speaks to me because that's kind of the level that are not the level, the, the playing field I'm on basically. Yeah. And so when you're saying these things, I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's funny. Cause I wanted to say, do you have a theme for this year? But I was like, don't ask that because that's <laughs> and so for anybody who's listening and you're going to get interviewed by me, please think of your theme for the year. Cause I would love to be able to ask that question. And I would love for the likes of gamification, the board, comics, all these things that you're kind of about to be more normal. Totally. And for, for stats and facts on the Kardashians and how many days of rain we've had, like, can we please move on? So I think that you're saying grab those seconds, those minutes, and actually enjoy things. So if... If we were, if you were to be given, uh, actually, you know, let's flip it. If you were to have as much money as you needed, 
where your businesses were maybe running under you by themselves mm, okay. if you decided to keep them yeah <laughs> um, where you could jump in anytime you wanted what would you spend a majority of your time doing if it wasn't work what would what would you do but I'd want it to be work. That's ah, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because... What um, role would you take then? What role would you take if you could have any role then? Oh, I, I would be... Actually, it's interesting. It's on my board. So what, I, what my dream is, is to buy these like three-story apartment buildings with um, a business down below. And what it would be is uh, if you're a single mother... If you're an immigrant, um, you know, maybe a student here without your family and support, if maybe you've just had hard times, but you want to be entrepreneurial, um, but you still got to pay your rent, then it'll offer housing, kind of dorm room housing above and then below would be implementing all of my gamification and be like a co-working space, but specifically for companies that become a part of this living situation. So everybody works and, and huddles together, something called huddle, you can Google that. And uh, so we would all share our business successes, collaborate. You would have activities like being able to do video blogs and having the screens behind you and cameras. And um, uh, it would be a nonprofit thing and every company would have to interview to be in there and they would donate 1% of whatever their business is, successful or not. And that would be what would fuel the foundation. So it would be self you know, providing and really contributing to entrepreneurial success and me being able to see all these incredible business ideas go through and possibly be a part of that growth and development would be like riveting to me. That's yeah, my dream. And that's on my board over there. <laughs> that just made me feel like, like you, it's almost like a classroom because you work with that class, like as you go through school, you're with them every year kind of growing and changing. And so how cool it would be to be in this space, not just a co-working space of being together, but actually kind of bouncing off of each other and yeah. you leading them like mother hen leading them um, to do all the different things. That's incredible. And also with franchising being my background, helping them to actually, in my opinion, franchising shouldn't even really mean anything except that it's a chain of stores with the same brand and independent owners. Um, because systems that are used to make franchising successful should be in every business these days. It's in every business. There's, there's no excuse to not have really strong foundations and being able to provide that to them. And then, of course, creating their own games in, in business to really keep that propelling uh, momentum going forward with growth. I just think is great. And, and of course, anytime you have a game board, you have to put it in a public place. So that really drives you, but it also attracts people to want to contribute to what you're building. So. Yeah. Okay. Make sure you say that on the pod, on the, uh, on the global club as well. I think that's, <laughs> that's huge. So uh, let's do one business question, one personal question. And we'll wrap this up. Business <laughs> And you said all businesses should have systems. So yeah. if somebody's listening to this and they're like, ah, oh, hell, I don't have any systems. I'm like, my place is chaos. And uh, how does somebody start or what are some tools to help bring systems into a business? Well, first off, everyone has systems. You just might have really bad systems. <laughs> so you process and you do the same things probably repetitively. So if there's a certain way that, 
you package your money at the end of the day and take it to the bank, that's a process and that's a system. The only difference between you and a franchise is you haven't documented it so you can tell someone else how to do it. And at the end of the day, uh, we just do things on instinct a lot of times, but when you really get down to it, your instinct has been derived over your years of experience and you have decided that this is the most efficient way of doing things. It could be how you do your podcast like you're doing now, you know, how you schedule it into your um, program, how you find the people to be on it, how you then record it and the questions that you ask then how you edit it. Those are all a system. And it's a matter of just documenting those because the one key to business, um, the e-myth is like the Bible of business, really. And it all draws down to what um, he said, which is if you're working on your business, you will like, you should always be working rather on your business, not in your business, but you will never be able to grow if you cannot delegate what you do. Like eventually if your business is going to grow, it's impossible for you to do everything you're doing now. So you need to be documenting what you're doing now so that when the time comes, you can hand that off. And if you're not prepared, that's where stuff starts to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, uh, a lot of my clients, when I'm working with them, they say, oh yeah, well, I'm not training anyone or I haven't hired anyone yet. And I said, well, wouldn't it be easier to do it now while you're actually doing it to make it easier and faster for you as mm -hmm. well as when someone else comes in, you're just passing it off rather than, oh crap, I have to create some training for this person, or I have to sit with them 24 seven to make stuff happen. Um, totally. so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, and with technology these days, I think one of the things that sounds really daunting is they go, oh, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to, nor do I want to learn how to write a manual. Well, these days, manuals are obsolete as well. Workbooks is as far as you should ever go um, in your training process, but to have a manual, if you're kidding yourself, if you think anyone is actually reading those to the level of degree that you're needing them to. So videos, audios, things they can listen to on the drive home after you've said, congratulations, you're hired, here's you know, a podcast, please listen to this and come in tomorrow. You know, they listen to it on the ride home and at least they've already got a basis for how and when to do things. The evolution, the right? Evolution. Yep. Okay. Last <laughs> question. It's a personal one. You are so into um, the personal development, kind of keeping yourself on track, expanding yourself, growing yourself. What is a guilty pleasure that you have still that is not part of the gamification, not part of the board and something you just love to lose yourself in? <laughs> Find yourself being drawn away. <laughs> is it wrong that my mind just went to a dirty place? It's the only thing not on my board. Um, a guilty pleasure? Intimacy, is that what it is? <laughs> well, yeah, it's the only thing not on my board because I don't have to give myself points for it. It's already a win. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go from comics to sex. <laughs> so we got it all here. I love it. Well, let's, we don't need to explain that anymore. Um, and I guess what the learning from that is, if something is going well, it maybe doesn't have to be on your board because you're already racking up the points. Totally. <laughs> well, thanks, Leah. Um, <laughs> it has been fun. Um, my, my biggest takeaway, uh, I think, is around the, you know, dispelling the judgment around 
just whatever something can feel like what whatever the listeners if they're like oh my gosh i felt the same way diana as you did about comics or about systems or about gaming or gamification um i encourage everyone listening to just pick one of these things and just pull it in a little bit and if you're part of our global club if you're a member please head on over to the community so that you can listen to the training it's, it's insider scoop but it's going to be a training i'm sure about gamification and leah's actually going to show you her board and share with you about how she gets points during her day not for sex but for other things <laughs> okay thank you leah Thanks so thank you dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.